Greetings in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ to the saints of El Chaim, the true and living God. I am Denise and I bring you greetings on behalf of Pastor El, Pastor Levester, and the entire family at the dwelling house here in Tampa, Florida. The Lord would have me share with you a message he released through me last Sunday, April 17, 2022, on which we celebrated the resurrection of Jesus Christ. I pray you receive this in Jesus' name. In early April, earlier this month, during TDH's time of intercessory prayer, the Holy Spirit spoke these words to me. He said, without Christ, there is no life. He said it very emphatically and without explanation. So I listened more intently with an expectation to discern and understand his word. But the next time he spoke, he only rephrased what he had already spoken. There is no life without Jesus Christ. Denise, regardless of how good people may think they have it, there is no life without Jesus Christ. And he said nothing more. Normally, when I hear the Lord speak, it is a word of wisdom or prophetic word to edify, encourage, or exhort someone, even myself. But this time, the word was very directed and very deliberate. It was spoken as a word of knowledge, as he was determined that I know this as a truth, as his truth. The word rested in my spirit. I did not know what to do with it. Should I ask for clarification? Was I supposed to share this word or speak this word into someone's life? What response was the Holy Spirit seeking from me? We know that when God speaks, he does not speak just to hear himself talk. Yes, he communes with us and he enjoys us being in his presence as much as we enjoy basking in his presence. But when he speaks, he expects us to listen and to obey. He speaks so that we who are listening hear and obey. Yes, he wanted me to intentionally repeat that sentence. The Holy Spirit reminds me that after all, hearing and obeying what the Lord says is the purpose of our intercession. The word for intercession is pagah and it has many meanings, but a primary meaning of the word is to meet or to have a meeting. We either meet with God to hear his instruction or we meet in, with the opposing enemy forces to impose the will of God, or we meet with God on behalf of people, nations, or lands, petitioning the Father for them to be reconciled and restored to the function as he originally planned and intended. Either way, when God through his Holy Spirit speaks to us in intercession, it is because we have sought him we have listened for his instruction and now we are getting up from that place and time of our spirit meeting with him, that time and place of intercession to carry out God's instruction here on the earth. During this specific time of intercession with the Lord, I could not discern what he wanted me to do with this word of knowledge. I knew he had released me to share it with those who were in, in intercession with me during our time of sharing, but what the father had spoken and beyond that 
since the Holy Spirit said no more, I said only what he said. Then I just hid the word in my heart and waited prayerfully for God to tell me what to do with what he spoke. He said, there is no life without Jesus Christ. As I was preparing for what the Lord would have me say today, I thought the I sought the Lord for his heart on what he wanted released on that resurrection Sunday. He simply said, the power of his resurrection. I share with you, therefore, it is a good thing for us to individually and as an ecclesia study God's word because I recognize this as a portion of what Paul spoke to the Philippians in Philippians chapter 3. The Lord said it again. Philippians chapter 3 verse 10, the power of his resurrection, Denise. That's what I want you to speak on. They know that I love my creation so much that I gave and gave my only begotten son to have my creation reconciled to me so I can restore my creation to what I, God, originally intended it to be. They know the cost. Jesus, my only begotten son, paid it all to to redeem a fallen creation back to me. But do they know the value? Do they know the power of his resurrection? Do they know that without Jesus Christ, there is no life? Tell them, Denise. So there it was again. Do we know the value of what Jesus did for those who believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God? Let us begin with a common understanding of the word value. One definition of the word value is the worth of something in terms of the amount of other things for which it can be exchanged or in terms of some mechanism of exchange. So the value of something may be measured in terms of what it is or can be worth if you or I want to exchange it. For example, what is the value of your current car or vehicle if you want to exchange it for a new or even previously owned car vehicle? What would you or I be able to get, receive, or gain from the exchange? Another example, what is the value of a bottle of cold water on a hot, dry, parched day? Some people come to understand this concept of cost, worth, and value very quickly if they are in an amusement park or theme park in the middle of July or August in Florida. So with this understanding as our backdrop, let us now look at Philippians chapter 3, verse 10, in the context of what Paul was conveying regarding the power of the resurrection. We're going to dig into this verse just a little bit. Philippians 3:10 through 11 in the King James Version reads, That I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being made conformable unto his death. Verse 11, If by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead. I want to read this again from the Living Bible, just for simplicity's sake. Philippians 3, 10 through 11. Now I have given up everything else. I have found it to be the only way to really know Christ 
and to experience the mighty power that brought him back to life again and to find out what it means to suffer and to die with him. Verse 11. So whatever it takes, I will be one who lives in the fresh newness of life of those who are alive from the dead. There is a lot to unpack in this verse of Holy Scripture. When we look at what Paul was saying using the translation or transliteration of the words written in the King James Version of the Bible, we can see in this verse and subsequent verses, Paul had a revelatory moment of the value of who Jesus Christ is. Not just the cost or price Jesus Christ paid, but the value of his resurrection. Remembering our earlier common understanding of the word value, it may be something measured in terms of what it is or can be worth if you or I want to exchange it. It seems Paul might be saying he desired to exchange his former life for a fresh, new, consistent, continuous life and lifestyle in Jesus Christ. Now, as we will see in a moment, This is also the valuable exchange we are to not only seek, but pursue as we live and speak of Jesus Christ's birth, life, ministry, death, burial, resurrection, ascension to heaven, and return to rule and reign his kingdom. See, many of us understand well the cost and the price Jesus Christ paid for our salvation, But do we understand the value of what we received, the exchange, and what it is worth, the power of his resurrection in our lives? Hold on for a moment, because we will. Let's break it down. Saul, before he uh, was redirected by God and became Paul, was a devout Pharisee who personally defended the laws God had spoken to Moses and was ready to annihilate anyone or anything that challenged to destroy what he knew, studied, believed, and for the most part lived. In Philippians chapter 3 verses 4 through 9, Paul provides a brief autobiography of his past, his past life. And I'm going to read this from the English Standard Version. Paul says, starting at verse four, though I myself have no reason, though I myself have reason for confidence in the flesh also, if anyone else thinks he has reason for confidence in the flesh, I have more circumcised on the eighth day of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, as to the law, a Pharisee, as to zeal, a persecutor of the church, as to righteousness, under the law, blameless. But whatever gain I had, I counted as loss for the sake of Christ. Indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For his sake, I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which comes through faith in Christ Jesus, the righteousness from God that depends on faith. 
We know from Acts 9 verses 3 through 9 that Paul on the road to Damascus on his way to terrorize more believers of Jesus Christ had an encounter with Jesus Christ. And that was the beginning of this fresh newness of life Saul was about to enter. We also know from Acts 9 verses 15, 16, and 20 that Saul knew he was changed into Paul. Paul was called and commissioned by God as a chosen vessel unto God to bear God's name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel. And in verse 16, we know that uh, Paul, the Lord said, for I will show him how great things he must suffer for my name's sake. Paul may not have understood what all that meant, but he was on his way to understanding. So we fast forward to Philippians chapter 3 verses 1 through 6 and we see that Paul recognized he was before who he was before his encounter with Jesus Christ. Not only who he was, but who he thought he was and what power he thought he had and what he thought he could do. And we hear this in Philippians 3 7. Reading again from the Living Bible. But all things that I once thought were worthwhile, now I've thrown away them all so that I can put my trust and hope in Christ alone. I believe this exact scripture, Philippians 3 7, defines the value of Paul's life in Jesus Christ and prompts us to think about the question the Holy Spirit has asked me to share today. We know what it costs God and Jesus Christ to reconcile our relationship and to restore our relationship with God. But do we know, appreciate, respect, honor, and value it? The power of the resurrection is not only the spiritual miracle of raising Jesus Christ from the dead, but also our physical enactment, application, and demonstration of who Jesus Christ is by how we live our lives with his power. Have we exchanged what we thought or even think about our life for the fresh newness of life Paul wrote about in Philippians 3:11? So whatever it takes, I will be one who lives in the fresh newness of life of those who are alive from the dead. Have we done as Paul wrote in Philippians 3? verses 8 through 9, and I will ask you to give your undivided attention to this scripture as I read it plainly from the Living Bible. And it reads, yes, everything else is worthless when compared with the priceless gain of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. I have put aside all else, counting it worth less than nothing, in order that I can have Christ Verse 9, and become one with him, no longer counting on being saved by being good enough or by obeying God's laws, but trusting Christ to save me. For God's way of making us right with himself depends on faith, counting on Christ alone. I'm almost done, but I want to pause for just a moment to let these words sink in. Paul was commissioned to bring the gospel of Jesus Christ to the Gentiles, to their kings, and to the Jews. In Philippians chapter 3, verse 3, we find the Gentiles disputing over a teaching about circumcision and dismissing those uncircumcised as not true believers in Jesus Christ. 
Paul says the value of Jesus's life, the cost of his death is not about the cutting of our bodies, circumcision. It is about the worshiping Jesus with and from our spirit. The value of knowing Jesus Christ, the power of his resurrection, the fellowship of his sufferings being made conformable to his death, the value of Jesus Christ's birth, life, ministry, death, burial, resurrection, ascension to heaven, and return to the rule, to rule and reign his kingdom, the power of his resurrection lives in us. And that power, that value is our exchanging who or what we thought we were for who God the Father has created us to be. And by faith, walking in it, living it, and demonstrating the authority we have through Jesus Christ, not only as believers, but we are more than conquerors in him. By faith and understanding this resurrection power, we are overcomers. This is the value. This is the power of his resurrection. This is the knowing Jesus Christ. This is the partnering and fellowship of his sufferings. This is the being made conformable to his death. This giving up who we are to become and walk in, live who he called and commissioned us to be. This exchange is the value of his death. This is what we receive as the power of his resurrection, life in him on earth and eternal life in him when we physically die. Which brings us to a close, but a restatement of what the Holy Spirit spoke. Without Jesus Christ, there is no life. Without Jesus Christ, the cost, the price he paid and understanding and living the value of his resurrection, we have no life. I close with this one thought. Sometimes we talk about or long for the good old days. Uh, when Solomon tells us in Ecclesiastes 7.10, the NIV version, do not say, why were the old days better than these? For it is not wise to ask such questions. Perhaps the good old days were not as good as we might have thought. We can look at the past, but not live in the past. What was good for us then may not be and probably is not good for or is working for us now. As Paul described it, we are in the fresh newness of life, even before the year 2020. But certainly from 2020 until now, our foundation has truly been shaken. The foundation of who we thought we were and what we thought we had and what we thought we knew of our walk which is our life in Jesus Christ has truly been shaken. So let us renew our mind in this fresh newness of life. We know the cost and the price of Jesus Christ's finished work at Calvary. Are we living the value, the power of his resurrection, which is the exchange of who we were for who we are and are to become in him? Have we like Paul in Philippians 3, 7 exchanged who we were for who we are to be. Have we completely let go, exchanging who or what we thought we were for who God the Father has created us to be and by faith walking in it, living it, and demonstrating the authority we have through Jesus Christ, not only as believers, 
but that we are more than conquerors in him. We are overcomers. This is our life in Jesus Christ. This is the power of the resurrection. To God, by whom all things are spoken into existence, by whom all good things are spoken into existence, to God be the glory forever and ever. Amen. Until next time. I love you and walk in the power of his resurrection.